Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Jody, I am always ready. Let's get radical. So, I know you're excited about today's show, aren't you? So I know excited. I've been dying. I've been so excited. <laughs> <laughs> because it's about, drumroll please, AI, which is artificial intelligence, correct? Yes. It's about all about artificial intelligence, and everybody keeps talking about it, but nobody really knows what it is. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. Including me. I'm like, wow, it seems so broad, artificial intelligence. But we actually have somebody here today who works in artificial intelligence and fraud and works in accountants with accountants. So it's it's all very exciting. I feel like we're going to learn a lot and I will let you introduce him properly. Yeah, so I'm really excited about today's show because we have Salon Angel, who is the visionary founder behind MindBridge AI, and he spent some time in the Silicon Valley, and he has 16 years of experience in high-tech firms ranging from venture capital to business analytics and deep knowledge of human fraud detection, and um, he's actually founded um, MindBridge AI, which is an artificial intelligence firm that is helping CPAs do audits better. So, you know, I have a special affection for him. So, Salon, welcome to the show. And could you just give us a brief introduction in your own words of what it is you do? Thank you for having me today. Of course, well... What we do, we're trying um, to enhance professional judgment um, and essentially leverage in artificial intelligence to make life easier and more fun for accountants um, and finance professionals. That's the broad story. Now, um, what we do that I'm more excited about, and uh, you know, it's not so much from the press. Uh, you know, in the artificial intelligence debate, people talk about are the robots coming to take the jobs of professions and accountants, or are the humans going to win? And what we're trying to do is to build an army of data cyborgs, uh, essentially a bit like Robocop, humans that have been enhanced with parts that make them more powerful, faster, and more accurate. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Humans infused with technology parts? I mean, can I can you I'm I that's amazing. Is that real? Like real humans with hearts and blood and stuff? Well, I mean, I'm I'm talking <laughs> cognitively speaking, right? So when you're okay. thinking as human, we have our shortcomings. I uh, don't know about you, but if you tell me 30 facts about you, I'm going to remember 5. Um, right. whereas a computer will remember 30 exactly, right? So these yeah. things humans are not as good as, as computers to do, and we are trying to compensate for it with cognitive technologies. Wow. And so you had mentioned that you like to have fun. You, you want to help, help accountants have fun. Can you talk a little bit about how, what, how you do that? Uh, simply, if you look at, at the profession, there's a lot of repetitive tasks 
that mm-hmm. kind of is a bit of a drag down. Um, you know, that's why a lot of, I remember when I went to business school, uh, there was maybe the majority of people were going into fancy world of computer science, marketing, and things, and, you know, the minority were going to accounting. <laughs> uh, there was a bit of a mm-hmm. stigma there that it's just number and it's boring spreadsheets and things. And unfortunately, part of the job does require some boring tasks. We're trying to re- remove the boring part in accounting and let, uh, you know, accountants do the fun stuff, which is using fully their brain on real, you know, problems that computers can solve, uh, client relationships, advisory services, and just more than just the same than yesterday. Right. And so what would you say in your work are the, is the top three most boring things that accounting accountants do? Jody, you well, already know this. So I'm not asking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there is uh, a certain amount of training required. Um, and I've, I've been at the, you know, I've been someone that tortured accountants, training them on tools that are computer-related. And, you know, accountants are accountants. They're not computer science geeks. Uh, Some of them are, but the majority want just to do their work. They don't want to learn to become, you know, data scientist or scripter or things like that or become an Excel wizard, and sometimes they struggle with it. So that, you know, the part of where you have to constantly use different tools, uh, not everyone likes that, right? Uh, the, the other part is, you know, all the, what I call all the, the administrative side of things, the time tracking and all of this, right? This is, this is not the fun part of the job, right? Right. Yeah, no, I, I think, Jody, you know all about that, right? I mean, and you don't do that time. stuff because you're way beyond that, but you know a lot of accountants still struggle with that stuff, right? Yeah, and well, the, paper, the paper side of, of things... Um, and also, more importantly, when you have, you know, the, you know change in tax laws, you know, <laughs> that can be quite annoying. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I think is that it um, it gives accountants time back, right? Because we're all, yep. like, most CPA firms are so busy, um, yep. and they just don't have time to have lives, right? So if we can use technology to take away some of that grunt work, then CPAs' lives are going to be happier. Absolutely. So how do you do what you do? I mean, is it, is it, I mean, how do you work with the accounting firms? Is it a product that you produce or is it um, a technology? You're going to have to forgive me. I'm trying to wrap my brain around all of right. AI. Yeah, sure. And so it's all of the above and beyond. <laughs> so okay. it's, a, it's a service that comes with a product component, but also comes with a continuous delivery model. Uh, that is all included if you want all you can eat buffet of different tools and and what we call control point insights uh, that allow the accountants to work on that AI platform and that is collect- connected all together to the cloud on a collective intelligence platform which means the AI subsystems are, are learning from what the humans do on it and learn very quickly so uh, the more people which why this is why Manbridge is growing so fast is as soon as we reach a certain amount of users, the AI expert system was more proficient than the, any humans you can find in the system because it's, it, it basically mined and understood what all the humans were doing with this type of data it was receiving, and it basically picked the best decisions that the humans did on the platform. So anyone that will use the platform after that uh, will always benefit from it, but the AI engine is now very, very powerful. 
So, so what concerns me, and this is just like, you know, because you hear all this stuff on the news, is like Facebook said that they were using our artificial intelligence and the artificial intelligence got smarter than the Facebook employees. And so they had to like turn it off. Are you, <laughs> Sorry. Are you concerned that um, your AI will become smarter than the people who are running it and that like we won't be able to utilize it because it'll be too smart or we don't know how we'll solve that problem when we get there. I don't know if, um, I don't know if actually um, this is completely, I mean, this is most likely true because basically um, most such deep learning algorithms um, uh, basically improve based on the reward system, right? So um, I'm very familiar to what happened there. Basically, the reward system, the researchers had given negative reward, not reward at all, and a positive reward for efficiency when the algorithm was manipulating the output to become more efficient. So this is what we call in the AI field the artificial intelligence control problem. Um, and the, the, those problems are easy. To, those problems are easy to, to solve. I mean, you can simply turn them off when they deviate uh, from what you're doing. But this is essentially a puzzle. It's an hypothetical puzzle on like how to build a super intelligent, um, you know, AI that will help the creators. Um, and that problem is how do you prevent it from becoming a super intelligent that will harm the creators, right? So um, in this situation, um, you, you know, the, the systems are easy to turn off today when they go a bit haywire on the side and when they start to be not understandable by humans. But the, the key fear people have is what, what is going to happen if you cannot turn off those systems off, right? The reality, though, um, is that you, today it's very easy to turn them off, and we are decades away from having a system that develops a level of intelligence that we cannot turn off or we don't control. Um, and, and, I mean, it's total sci-fi because today it's just basically see it as a, a side bug. Like the, the, the engine basically was trying to got the wrong reward and started spitting out garbage, and it, it, it didn't become intelligent by that. It, it just started spitting out things that are not relevant to us, right? So this is where we have to be careful right. with when people don't understand. Am I making sense to you? I'm getting too technical here. No, it's making sense to me, Liz. Are you good? I, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm following. I'm a little slower behind you, but I, I, I'm get, I'm so if following. You, if you want to look at, uh, at, at that pro- the AI control problem, um, there's a, a leading phil- philosophical researcher in the area called Nick Borstrom. Uh, anyone that reads about that will see if you're interested. But you know, he's everyone there is a bit too negative. Like doomsday, it's going to be the end of the world if you know it becomes superintelligent. The reality that people, the, the key thing that people miss is the AI systems of today are like homing devices. They are like homing missile, like a tomahawk cruise missile. It, it's smart enough to know where to go, to look for a target, to navigate on its own. That doesn't mean it's going to start knowing how to fly to the moon. It has limited capacities. Um, and that's why it, it's really, you know, people talk about doomsday with AI. It's the same as when the, 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 the you know, the, the, the primates were afraid of fire and the men started using the fire to hit their home or to do war and kill their neighbors. It's just a tool. It's like fire. You can choose to use mm-hmm. it for good or choose to use it for bad, which is why mm-hmm. what you see now with the problem of fake news on the Internet, you had people that were using it for bad, and you see now Facebook trying to control it with using AI for good. At the end of the day, it's just a tool, and if you're in the wrong your hands, it goes bad. 
So CPAs as a whole shouldn't be that concerned about it at this point where it is. They should really look at it as a good thing to help them do their jobs better. Exactly, because they're trying to, what we're giving them is essentially something that they, it's fulfilling the needs of their profession to be more efficient and powerful in their work and go home on time so that the wife is happy for dinner or the, simply go home on time so the husband is happy for getting into the profession. <laughs> okay, Wow. Okay, I have some questions, but we're gonna we're gonna take a little break, and um, when we come back, we're gonna continue talking to Solon Angel. He's from MindBridge, and we're talking about artificial intelligence. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Solon Angel. He is from MindBridge. And... Yeah, it's really, really interesting. We're talking about AI. I don't know if you're following. We were just talking in the last segment about all of the capabilities that it can do. It is a tool that you can use for good or bad. So, so Solon, you know, before we sort of dip into more about how we how you use it for accounting, can you talk to us a little bit more about um, your company and how it was created and the goals are and your employees? Give us a snapshot of MindBridge. Sure. 
So um, the company was created because I used to work um, in that. I was serving accountants a lot uh, as a vendor. I used to be one of the product managers and executive for leading computer-assisted audit techniques tool and also working with Inkeso International. And after seven years, and before that, working in case management as well, um, and in fraud and other type of analytics. And essentially what happened is, you know, you, you don't get a light bulb moment. Um, you know, this is sometimes uh, the success over, uh, appears overnight, but it was 10 years in the making. So this is the same situation we're here where over years I've been exposed to the profession, I started being very, very frustrated when I was training people they went back to the, they spent time away from their practice, um, and then I would visit them a year after, and they had forgot 80% of what I, you know, I shared them. Um, and, and issues like that. So, working with tax revenue agencies, government, and Fortune 1000 Corporation, I really was frustrated by the state of the industry, both the methodology and the tools. And when the Bernie Madoff case exploded, and I was, um, you know, there's a few techniques that could have been used from an analytical standpoint to present it, I was extremely frustrated. And I had, after 2008, I've seen way too many cases like that of white collar crime going crazy. And all the accountants have first access to the data, but they didn't have the power to do it. So what we did is we essentially, you know, quit my job again, um, went back and doing startup, and um, uh, we, we walked in incubation under the radar with a small group of highly motivated employees, part-time contractors with some investors, and it was called Squanto. Um, and then very quickly, it got out of control. People wanted the product fast, although we had, had not finished it. Um, we started winning national competitions, uh, all that out of Canada. And we won an international competition that accelerated everything. And then one of my mentors, Avi Fati, who used to run the largest corporate responsibility conference in North America, He's a serial entrepreneur, has done six companies, has done acquisition, has done wow. with, uh, mergers, and he contributed half a billion dollars in salaries alone in his state. He's on the board of the state in, in Ontario, and he was always interested in artificial intelligence. So when I showed him the traction we're getting, he said, it's fine, uh, I'll come and I'll help you, but this is my last one. Um, I've done many companies, and I will only do it if you let him do it my way, and if you let us t- run it IPO because he believes that is, uh, you know, if you are in the space of you know, governance, accountability, you need to walk the talk and be publicly traded. And not many people do that in that industry. Uh, so that was a, a really, it, it marked the arrival of a, a professional CEO, successful serial entrepreneur. I mean, Eli didn't need to work anymore, and he's doing this really, you know, for the, the, the thrill of it. And it was the first major milestone where we exited, the, you know, the incubation phase, had our first customer. And then we moved out of the Invest Ottawa incubator, uh, some of the investors we had, uh, fresh founders, for example, and Eli focused on us being a world-class management team. So in a team, you have around about 35 people spread across North America. Uh, we have a director of sales in Europe, uh, soon the second uh, partner over there. And he re- quickly reached out in his network, and he brought in uh, Robin Grosse, who was the chief architect of IBM Watson Analytics who couldn't believe what we showed him in the space as to uh, how many cases of, you know, um, not just financial crime, but just simply accounting mistakes are not being caught because there's not enough use of artificial intelligence and algorithms. So, um, and we didn't realize that 
we were the first one to do that, the AI auditor. So we were building an AI auditor, not because we aimed at that market, but just we looked at the whole accounting and digital revolution in progress, and we started working on a few projects in, in financial data analysis, but everyone was passionate uh, that we talked to about this. Grant Thornton wrote an article right away in CPA Canada, uh, CPA Magazine, and, and so we launched the product in, in seven months ago, and we already have, you know, BDO, um, in the U.S., uh, Bank of England, and many other, uh, Grant Orton, and many other large uh, firms, and uh, Cherry Baker in the U.S., and others, um, Kingston companies in the U.K., that very quickly came forward saying, we, we're using the AI auditor, and we love it. So where so, we're going is very simple. We, we really want uh, to make an impact on the profession, um, you know, and we want to make life easier for our content, and uh, we really want to solve the problem of heavy workflows, that let uh, the bad guys win in some situation, and also we want to change people's lives because if you empower accountants to give the right business advice, you can really have a tremendous impact on your clients. I mean, we have stories of people, you know, giving advice, and often a company was going bankrupt two years after it's in a position to be acquired because of the right advice by the external CPA firm. Well, and so I know you had a competition against, like, the auditors against the computer. Can you... Um, can you kind of tell us how that happened and oh, what evolved yes. from it? <laughs> oh, you remember? Yes, yeah. This was actually six months before we came out of the stealth. Um, so uh, we had one of the you know big twenty accounting firm who kind of forced our hands where they said, "Well, you know, you've been in beta for a couple of months. So why don't you take a real data file from one of our investigations?" So this was a forensic case, and bear in mind it's the same AI auditor we use for CFPs or CPAs when they do assurance work. And so we had never battle-tested it. It was really in a lab situation. But it has been running a, a few times with interacting with humans. And so those, this group, this forensic team, has four uh, associates and a lead. That actually, was quite proficient in analytics. And they said, here's a file. Um, you know, it's a journal ledger. Um, in, with this engagement, uh, we found four issues in that file of hundreds of thousands of records, and there's a confirmed case of fraud. Um, see, tell us which ones are the four ones. So they gave us a Pepsi challenge, right? Which one is the Coke? Which one is, is the Pepsi? Right. And uh, um, what was surprising is that what took them eight weeks and five people, four to five people, the engine in 10 minutes found not only the four issues correctly, the fifth one. They went back and looked, went back to the client and investigated the fifth one. Later on, it was confirmed it was an issue as well. And this was while we were in beta, not even in production. When they asked us to do that, it was in front of 400 employees in a webinar, which made us sweat a lot. But we were very happy with the results. That's amazing. Hmm. <laughs> so, so, but what to me that says is that the technology is like relevant, right? And that if we can figure out as accountants how to harness it to do our jobs better, the accounting profession is going to be so much better overall. And we're going to like, we're not going to have to do as much work and we're going to be able to do more value added work, which to me is why I think, you know, accountants should get on board with the automation part, because I think too many accountants are afraid of it taking over completely. And I, I don't believe that, at least today, it can take over completely. And that, um, you know, like, why don't we want to use the tools that can make our, jo- our jobs a lot easier? And do our jobs better, actually. will never sign an audit opinion, right? You will always be okay. humans in the process to control and harness it. 
Hmm. And so, so how have the um, auditors like liked it? Like, so now like you've proven that it works and it, and it finds it, um, the companies are starting to buy into it and they believe that it's like the next phase of audit technology or the future of audit or what have the other CPAs said about it? So, I mean, just Google, um, MindBridge, there's an article in the magazine called the leading publication in Canada, for example, um, where you have quotes from our, some of our customers, BDO and others, and, you know, what they say in those articles is um, they don't see how they could go back once they've used it. Uh, we had actually some auditors from uh, Europe who said that, after, that we changed the notion of reasonability in the engagement, which means that for them, the moment they realized that it is reasonable and easy to do that, to use it, they, they can't put their signature on any audit that is not using that tool. Because if ever there's an issue of liability and they're being sued, they will look in front of the judge. And if the judge hears that they did not use the latest techniques that are at a reasonable cost and then, you know, you know, in the practice or during the engagement, they will be facing full liability. And that is hmm. something that surprised me. We did not realize that when we started that. You know, we're just a bunch of startup guys and me frustrated with the state of the industry. I did not expect that we were actually, that notion of reasonability was so important and that by making the tool widely available for a very affordable price, um, you know, and generate value like that, I did not expect that it would actually challenge the very fundamental relationship that uh, those firms have with their clients in case of liability issues. Wow, that's huge. That's a huge story somebody should write right there. Because, I mean, yeah. I, that's kind of mind-blowing. So we you started start- doing uh, yeah. uh, interviews. Uh, we, we, so I'm glad you asked what people think about it because uh, I'm blown away by the reaction of the market. I mean, if you look, uh, people say, um, you know, when you, find, when you rerun your old files, be careful because you're going to find more stuff you found, which causes problem. You have to reopen the engagement for your client by the law in some jurisdictions. Um, and what we're doing... Is I started a series called uh, CPA, Coffee with a Professional in Accounting, and I'm doing interviews of all those early adopters um, and, you know, what they discovered, what they think about the profession and all of that. And, you know, surprise, the majority of the early adopters are very innovative. Seventy percent of it are women. I'm just saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Huh. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Solon Angel all about AI. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. 
It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And uh, first, I have to give a big old shout out to Intuit as a thank you for sponsoring our show. And we are lucky today to have Salon Angel with us, the Chief Strategy Officer at MindBridge AI. And we are talking all about artificial intelligence, and it's mind-blowing. Really, it is to me. So, um, this has been amazing so far. So, Salon, I have a question for you. If I'm at a cocktail party, what's the easiest way for me to tell someone what AI or artificial intelligence is? <laughs> so, okay. Well, um, artificial <laughs> intelligence, I mean, you have just, just to define intelligence before defining artificial intelligence, right? Okay. So, you know, if it means essentially, um, it's a bit, think about playing fetch with a dog, right? When we're talking about artificial intelligence, it's, it's, we mean that there's a computer service or physical computer capable to read, understand, and draw conclusions on a very defined field of understanding and applications without pre-existing training of knowledge being codified by it. Right? This is a bit more or less of a technical definition. Um, in addition, it should be capable of, again and again, um, guide and tell the humans where to look without the instructions rather than be a dumb terminal with a keyboard having to be guided by the human where to look for all the time. So if you think about, you know, that's a, you know, very conceptual. Now let's, let's bring it back to reality. Think about that actor playing fetch with a dog. When the dog is a puppy, when he sees you throwing the ball for the first time, it will look at you with the very cute puppy eyes, and then the first time you throw the ball, he looks at you, he doesn't understand what's going on, so you have to codify his behavior. You grab him by the neck, show him where the ball landed, and give him a reward if he returns the ball and say, good boy, right? Right. Depending on mm-hmm. how much um, money you pay for that dog and how smart he is or how hungry that dog is for the reward, <laughs> um, he is an intelligent enough animal to do that task on its own after a few attempts without you having to go codify that behavior and tell him every time where the ball is. I mean, it will not be a fun act if, you know, every time you throw a ball and play fetch with your dog, you have to grab him by the neck and go show him where it is, right? Um, now, imagine... 
that uh, transpose that in the accounting profession with software and data today. At each engagement, at each financial report you produce, at each uh, <laughs> work you do, you need to tell the computers where to fetch the data, what row and columns to look for, which analytics to apply, for example, or uh, you know which tax applies to a situation or another, what rate, and then you do that manually again and again and again without the computer remembering what you've done before. Do you see the problem here? Right, 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 because you still have to tell it. Exactly. So the definition of artificial intelligence is very simple. If it, you know, the computer should become, remember, understand the behavior expected and start guiding you and doing things for you. So when you throw the ball and you say, I'm throwing a ball, I expect a return, he will not ask you what to do. He will just bring it back to you. When you receive file from a client in an audit engagement, you understand that you're trying to do an audit plan. He will not ask you what to do. He will automatically run best practices and, and learn from everyone that he's interacted with and make suggestions for you and guide the human towards a goal. So when I think about AI today, like I think about it in like the um, in the consumer space, right? And you have a, like yeah. Alexa, right? Um, and she works via voice command. Is your program going to work via voice command? Like when my kids talk at the TV and I'm like, what are you saying? Right? Or right. is it still going to be using like a keyboard? Um, given that we are fighting heavily for patents right now, unfortunately, we have to skip that question. But uh, all I can tell you is that we are at the uh, cutting edge of all techniques and actively contributing to the artificial intelligence development. So when you look at like Alexa today, right, too, she's she's not totally smart, right? Some of the things she gets very easily and some of them take a little bit of time or some of them she'll... Well, I'll say she'll never get, but she hasn't gotten in the six months that I've owned her, right, since I got her yes. at Christmas. Um, how how much quick or more quickly is, like, um, MindBridge working? Is it is it getting smarter faster? Because you think Alexa yeah. is, is learning from all these people, and yet yeah. she's still kind of slow. Yes, so... This is why we actually controlled the introduction of the AI agent into the marketplace. We did not give it to everyone right away. We picked some of the best in the profession, monitored, did quality control on it, and gradually releases on the delayed process so that you have, you know, in a professional setting, you can't afford what you have with Alexa. When you click on a button, and especially when you're dealing with financial data from your client, it needs to be 100%, right? So right. We, we don't right away ship every single thing the AI comes up with. We actually do quality control, and we have people that experience in that here. So you've narrowed it down. So she, yes. she, uh, yes, so it absolutely. only does what you actually want it yes. to do as opposed to this and we, we, global Although we, we test and experiment with all latest techniques, we don't use them all until they're proven. And usually we have, we have a handful of what we call strategic customers. BDO is one of them. And we basically, uh, only the, when they confirm to us that it is efficient, uh, we have also another firm where we, we are we're, we're going to basically give them access to our lab, which is Aprio in, the, in Atlanta, um, where basically we're, we're working very closely with the leadership to explain them what is on the roadmap, and we do control introductions of technology so that it's only when it's proven to work after several and several engagements while being done in parallel in the old school way, and then we get better results more accurate, and then we, we you know, open those apps to the rest of the marketplace. 
So are the firms having to redesign how they're doing audits using this tool? Because it seems like it's a pretty disruptive. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty so disruptive to, to the accounting this is, firm, this right? Is, this is my favorite question so far. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to quote someone who authorized us uh, to quote him, which is Jim Basili, the former CEO of BlackBerry, um, who, um, who's seen what MyBridge does and he loves it. And he, and he says, in innovations of this type, um, what makes us so successful and we'll continue to pursue is relentless incrementalism. So we are continuously, we're not changing everything the firms do. We're giving a very powerful tool that fits within the existing practice and abide by the standards of the profession. And it, you know, relentlessly introduces in incremental enhancements that make dramatic change in the output of that process. So firms, without changing how they work today, can right away start using it in the same way they will use other tools today. And then once they have gained enough value from it, then they say, okay, let's try to tweak our process or update our methodology a bit. Where could that help? We're here to guide them and tell them, well, you remember this function, turn it on now, and now you can do that. So what we've seen with firm is that what they do is that first they just follow the same workflows and process, and then they try to introduce it in other parts of the business. Or, for example, instead of having a five-step process, they have also done three because number two and four were streamlined, and they can consolidate it in the third phase of the engagement. That's amazing. So what do you think will not be replaced by AI in the audit process or in accounting firms? Well, a lot of things. You know, think about the dog example I gave. I imagine you have a robot dog that you train to fetch, um, you know, and I mean, do you think even your biological dog, one day he will stop barking and be able to drive your car and that your wife will replace you with him or your husband will replace him? I mean, you see what I mean? Like, it's, it's not because something is intelligent that it will acquire new types of intelligence. When you think of Alexa, it's not because Alexa has some skills that it will decide to acquire skills on its own, right? So right. we have to just stop with that misconception that any level of artificial intelligence or intelligence means the same level of intelligence than humans. Humans have, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of, you know, it, it, the evolution in the biological organism. Look, we, we don't have to reach out a battery. We are far more advanced. Biological systems are light years ahead more advanced than, you know, computers-based systems. And today we barely, we're struggling to make computers play very simple codified games like, you know, chess. Now we're making them recognize cats in videos online. But the whole thing that automation will replace humans is just a typical fear of the unknown. And it's unfortunately, you know, and positively fed by very creative sci-fi authors. But it's unfortunately also fed by leaders who actually do not fully yet understand the technology and its benefits and yet are very opinionated. And there's many companies that might not use AI as their core technology, but they would like to use AI as a buzzword to seem innovative. Uh, which, you know, it, you know it, 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 just think of the term AI. Um, it, it was in, in, invented in 1956. Maybe it's not, you know, a lot of people think it's brand new, but um, so I'll leave you at that, but I'll leave you at, uh, on that topic um, a quote from Peter Drucker, who used to say that at every phase of economic expansion, um, you have the crooks that are being put on the top of the pyramid. And I can definitely tell you, I see quite a few people like that trying to put their name in front of the parade right now. Right. Well, so the interesting thing, though, too, is is if the other firms are saying that this 
like recreates a new a, a new idea of what's reasonable, right? Then the other firms have to jump on board, or what what yep. they consider reasonable standards aren't no, are no longer going to be reasonable. So, yep. I mean, to me, that's really interesting. Um, how many people have you had? Like, um, well, I I guess I should back up and say. I, um, you've reached out to the innovators, right, to start. Yeah. But how much pushback have you had from people who, um, from, and I'll say from bigger firms who had said, no, we don't want to introduce this, or no, you know, we don't want to see it. The, the, almost none. The reality is that some of the big fours have invested heavily um, to a level that the tier two or tier three firms cannot do, right? So we right. build that for them. And the big fours, so because, you know, when you have big organization, there's more procedures and they're slower mover, which is why we arrived first to the market with something like that. And we're very closely in contact with them. I mean, some of them were on the NDA I can't disclose, but sometimes we help them pro bono, to be honest, because we, we, know, we know that, you know, if, if it benefits the whole profession. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, I, I, we haven't faced a lot of pushback. We only had one firm in New York that had a, uh, an individual that seemed very, very critical and misunderstood of almost like three-quarter of what the value proposition is. Um, or maybe he's, he's very, uh, you know, addicted to the old school way of doing things. I don't know. You always find that funny person with an interesting character, you know? <laughs> but, right. Uh, there's, there's, right. There's, uh, and, and, of course, he comes from New York. I'm just saying that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, we, we see very little. In fact, what we see is not pushback. What we see um, is literally firms are super aggressive. Um, in, for example, today we had a lot of leaders of a firm called MNP in Canada, which are winning clients over from the B4. They're just, you know, tailgating the B4. And they come and they, they've been the beginning like, pushing us aggressively for more, more, more. They, 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 right. they, they, they really see the value. And those firms like MNP that have been doing double digits, you know, year after year for like, something like 10 years, I think, um, they're the ones that are so exciting to watch because you see they have very little politics in their decision-making structure. They have 4,000 employees. That's not a small size firm. And yet, you know, when it, you, you see you see right away. So there's a there's a top leader called Gary Cockins um, who wrote her piece for Financial Magazine, and I'm quartering another one with him, who, who fundamentally said he believes they will be the have and have nots. The firms that will understand and have the capacity to leverage this type of innovation incrementally will have tremendous opportunity for changing their profit structure and also uh, their capability to offer services in the marketplace with the same human capital, right? Well, and that's his, that's his belief, and I'm seeing it happening. I'm seeing it happening. Well, that's the thing is is there's a talent war out there, and, and if you can use technology to replace talent, um, those firms who figure that out quickly are the ones who are going to grow exponentially, Liz, right? Because, yeah, because, um, yeah. because it's too hard to find people. So um, this has been awesome. Wow. So, but we have to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Solon Angel. He is the Chief Strategy Officer at MindBridge AI and basically blowing our minds about artificial intelligence and audit. Um, so, so Solon, what's going to happen? Like, where's the line in the sand going to be drawn for, for firms to really have to get caught up on this stuff? Well, I think it's what you see, hap- see happening. All the professional bodies, um, all the way from the UK to uh, in, in North America, um, are going to make updates to the standards. It might take a couple of years or not, or less, hopefully. But I think I think I've personally made a few enemies at the PCOB because um, we, we've had a lot of inquiries from firms that say, okay, you know, what I was saying earlier. Um, you know, accountants that have their professional reputation, you know, reputation is everything, using this and often realizing they cannot go back. And mm. they will go do a few audits, and then the senior leadership of the firm says, well, we're not going to adopt it across the whole international firm. But then they say, well, if we're using it in this country, why are other firms in the same network in the other countries are not, in the other states are not using it? And what I was, they asked me to speak and, um, you know, so I, before, you have to know that I've been very transparent and open with all, you know, the, the former American Institute of CPA, who is now the Ameri- uh, Association of International CPAs, with the PCOB, I've been calling them sometimes, I think, every month. Uh, before I incorporated, I did a full-blown presentation on the vision for MyBridge to a group expert in analytics at the ACPA. 
with Amy. And I told him, okay, this is what I'm about to do. You know, so they, they, they know I'm coming. I've said it, and we're making it happen, right? And uh, they're, they're creating a lot of things, and, and the, the ACPA in particular has been far more responsive than PCLB. The firms are, mm-hmm. waiting for, are waiting for the guidance because they say, if we're doing it, and we see that really the old school way to do it is really problematic and we have so much liability, why is my competitor not doing it? Why is it not being audited, right? Because they will find stuff. And, and the ACPA is, is actually has been very kind um, to invite us several times and have an ongoing discussion. They, they can't get involved for impartiality and things like that. They've been monitoring and have been continue, continuously feeding them updates, uh, well, even when we were in stealth mode, uh, just so that they know exactly the market reaction. And we're actually preparing a market brief that we will disclose with all regulators, uh, with the PCOB, with the AC, all the professional organizations, with the ACFE and others, uh, for free, a 45 page, where we've gathered all the feedback from the trenches of the adoption of the world's first AI auditor, and, you know, what were the breakthrough, what are the things we learn, so that all those professional bodies can make informed decisions from the trenches first, first hand. Hmm. And, and so have you gotten any feedback from your clients or your customers who, on the, on the other end, get feedback from their clients about the process? Maybe it's not so arduous. Maybe it's, you know, maybe they're smiling through it. Like, what, you know, um, what kind of feedback have you gotten on that and that you end? Know, it's, you know, what, what, so the feedback in terms of our clients or the clients of our clients, the clients of the CPA firm? The clients of the CPA firms. So, we so they're so they're using story. your they're using your technology or you know and your service and then you know what what hap- what's the response of their clients? Well, the clients for them it's invisible. All they see is often there's a few new little things that pop up during the delivery of the service that they didn't do before, and also they see fast turnaround. But we have interesting stories because. The conversation relationship changes where instead of just doing assurance engagement and providing dodged opinion and walking away, um, the tool gives you insight and ability to trigger a conversation with the CEO of your clients and say, oh, yes, we've done what you asked us, but guess what? We have a bit of spare time, which is not true. They just use an AI to do it so they don't have to hire mm-hmm. people. And we actually did a more in-depth review, complementary out of you know the long-lasting relationship we have, and we really recommend you uh, to consider talking to our advisory services guys or our forensic because I think there's something wrong in that division of the company. There's a very abnormal set of transactions, and that's not part of the scope of our engagement. And you see, when you do that, you are informing the client. You are also delivering over the previous promise, and you are giving them the choice. Um, you're not anymore forcing them something. You're, giving them to, you're informing them and giving them to choose to follow true or not. And guess what? This is what being a true business partner is. Right. right? It's adding value. Right. It's totally exactly. adding value to, to exactly. an audit process, which is a compliance-related thing anyways, exactly. which nobody feels audit. Exactly. Like, you just and have to pay for audit. And you know like, but now you're giving them value. Yes. Absolutely. Huge. And, and, and here's an even more interesting part. Because of the memory service, we don't just look at just what exists on the box. Sometimes we have clients that come to, because we're very interactive, and you know, if you look at the app, it works, you have like a lot of things where you can interact directly with our staff. Um, and sometimes we have people that do the work much faster, and then you have the auditor at the client side that is bored because he went fast, 
And he asked us, hey, I have that file here. Could you do a sales performance analysis for me? And we're like, sure, right. why not? And then all of a sudden, they get, you know, they give freebies on, in part of the process. And, and this is when you also see, always see, you know, the wow factor, the, you know, wait one more time type of thing. And this is where I think it, it, it's fun. It becomes exciting to, you know, to delight. That's what we try for in the, um, in the startup world, we always talk about, you know, under-promise and over-deliver so that you can delight your customers. And I think if some CPA firms will take that approach, you'll see the, the, the difference from their clients, um, and that they cannot do that if they don't have modern tools and modern approaches and innovative thinking. So what's next for you, Salon? Because we just have a couple minutes. So what, what's next for um, MindBridge? Well, we, we, right now we're, we're expanding. Uh, we have, you know, more funding from the Silicon Valley. Uh, what's next is we're going to start working very closely with researchers because something interesting is happening in some cases. And we're going to write white papers uh, to share what we learned, but also uh, train the profession on, you know, here, here's the all different techniques. I've been invited by several universities in the UK and in North America uh, to be part of some of the, the, the courses they give uh, for the accountants to show them um, what can be done. And we're going to try to more and more uh, educate the marketplace on what can and can't be done with it. But also, think about, I'm, I'm just going to leave you at that. What does it mean when you have, let's say, a team of 15 accountants, and all of a sudden, 30% of their time is free? Well, what we've seen is that if the leadership has not set clear, have, have not worked closely at it, and have not been what we call creative leaders, right, inspirational leaders, the staff will decide what they're going to do with those 30%. And it's not in the interest of the firm that they leave at 2 in the afternoon. And it's not in the interest of the firm that they work on their choice and doesn't develop more business development, for example. So we're going to, we're working with uh, two universities right now, establishing a series called Leading in the Age of AI to help and guide the partners of those firms that are adopting this technology, understand the benefits and how, what it means from a leadership standpoint. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> So, Salon, thank you so much for being here. Um, we have to end, but I encourage everybody to go check out their website, MindBridge uh, AU, and AI. check out uh, AI. I'm saying AU. Sorry, AI, <laughs> and um, and find out what they're doing. Like, take a look. And and thank you very much um, for being here. And what else, Jody? What are we all coming up? Um, leave us some love on iTunes. Yes, and always you can reach out to us at Liz. Uh, what is our email? I'm like spaced out. It's like mid-afternoon. I'm like, where's my coffee? Um, Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. You can always send us an email. We have a ton of archives with really great interviews of business owners of all sizes. And Salon, thank you very much for being here and teaching us all about artificial intelligence. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical.
Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com.